Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Today on Dr. Phil. My wife and mother hate each other's guts. I'm giving, loving. She's pushy, overbearing. But now I have an enemy. So we have warfare here. It's a battle to keep her husband. Did you put him on a dating website? I did. To keep her kids. You take my children from me, the gloves are off. All I was doing was trying to take my children out of an unhappy... You said my children. They're not your children. My grandchildren. To keep her sanity. Mark has to cut the cord with his mother. If I cut that cord, they don't have a home. She does own the home that we live in. She has made him appointments with divorce lawyers. Did you pay a divorce lawyer for him. Yes. I hate my daughter-in-law. Let's do it. If we're going to do something here that matters, then we got to deal with the truth. Have a good show, everybody. Here we go. If I can help get this family back on track, are you willing to do that? Ready, three, take. This is going to be a changing day in your life. Go, Dr. Phil. cause two grown women to lunge at each other? Jealousy over a guy, vicious insults, or a daughter-in-law who says she's had it up to here with who she's calling a controlling mother-in-law? Well, the answer is all the above, and Rita's here today because she wants her husband to finally cut the cord with his mother. Take a look. My husband doesn't want to cut off the ties with his mom. Hey, mom, how are you? We have that bond that's pretty strong. Deborah has coddled Mark. She's crippled him from being a man. Rita feels like I'm very controlling, like he's literally attached to my bosom. I don't want to have to pick sides. Deborah is an active member in my relationship with my husband. It feels like a three-way marriage because they own the home that we live in, the vehicles, the insurance, his cell phone. My husband works for them. So we're going to sub it out? Yeah, please. Mark is afraid to do things by himself, buying a vehicle, getting a house, paying bills. She's jealous of my sons and my relationship. It's never going to change. There's a lot of responsibility being my mother's rock. I think that Mark's like a puppet on his mother's strings. If Mark broke the hold that his mother has on him, it would crush her. Rita is biting the hand that feeds her. I have forked out thousands of dollars to just make their life easier. I can't continue to live life like this anymore. I want to shake him sometimes and say, be a man, stand up to her. Mark has to cut the cord with his mother because if something doesn't change, it is going to be the end of our marriage. Well, the tension between these two women, well, it's just reached a breaking point. Take a look. My wife and mother hate each other's guts and have a lot of resentment towards each other. My mother said, I hate your wife. I know my mother-in-law hates me. She says it frequently. Well, this is a portfolio of my son and Rita's wedding. I replace pictures and I took her out. The whole family hates me. My mother has said Rita is a downgrade. Mark usually went for smart, 
witty, very attractive girls. Anybody who knows Mark has heard about his modeling career. I just always envisioned him with a supermodel. Rita and I come from different sides of the tracks. He flashed around money a lot. Rita saw a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow with Mark. She doesn't like that I came from a poor family. Rita has learned how to be more of a lady, but her background, she slips back into that when she's angry. This is where Deborah and I had our biggest confrontation. She said, you're a horrible mother. I feel sorry for your kids. I started yelling things at her. She turned around, I'll hit you right here and now. I said, please hit me. I would love to have a reason to hit you. We started come at each other, and my husband pulled me back into the house as her husband was pulling her back. I am afraid of her violence. I am afraid of Rita. My mom would say things like, I would pay anything for you to leave that bitch. She has made him appointments with divorce lawyers. Mark hired a divorce attorney, but I did provide the money that he needed. I have said, I hate my daughter-in-law. OK, well, I'm here with Rita and Mark and Deb. And you know, we have to, when there's three people, you have to have two on one side and one on the other. But I'm not sure who ought to be sitting where. Here. Who's the couple here? My wife and I. Yeah, I, I got you. You filled out the paperwork, but where's the closest relationship and connection here? My wife and I have a really close relationship, but I have a special bond with my, with my mother, and that makes it really hard for me. Do you think that this is a good relationship? No. And you want her gone? Yes. And, and look, we just have to be honest here, because look, one of the things I do, one of the things that's kind of been my defined trademark way of doing things is I just cut to the chase scene. And I can only do that if people are honest. So when I ask you that, you, know, you kind of waffled, but then you gave me an honest answer, which thank you for. You want her gone, right? You want him to get rid of her, be done with her. Yeah. You want him to divorce her? Yes. You hate her? It did not start out as hate, but yeah. there's some real deep emotions real deep cuts, and that's caused me to hate her. How do you feel about your mother-in-law? She's pushy, overbearing, she's a liar, she's judgmental, she's critical. Well, each of these women uses strong language to describe each other. Here's how Rita sees her mother-in-law. She says Deb is deceitful, two-faced, shallow, backstabbing, sneaky, conniving, materialistic, and judgmental, enabling son to a crippling point, controlling with money. That's her resume for you. Wow. What do you think of that? It's not the truth. It's absolutely not the truth. Are you backstabbing? No. Are you sneaky and conniving? No. Have you actually, no kidding, bottom line, gone behind her back and tried to overtly sabotage her marriage to your son? No. Did you recruit a divorce lawyer for him? No. Did you pay a divorce lawyer for yes. him? Yes. Did you put him on a dating website? <laughs> Yes, she did. I did. It was for fun, because I also put myself and my 80-year-old mom just for amusement. That's amusement. Well, let's take a look at this tape. Mark tells me quite often that he is not in love with Rita, and he's miserable. So on a whim, I just set up profile for him on these dating websites. My mother told me that she had started a profile. He said, well, what would you say about me? And I said, looking for someone who can share my soul on a spiritual level. 
My mother got lots of emails that there was women interested in me. We would see these matches, people that totally weren't cut out and just laughingly, oh my gosh, look at what they sent you today. My mother's objective was showing me options that I had if I were to split with Rita. Mark wants to love passionately with everything that he has. He does not feel that way about Rita. What do you think about that? You, you didn't know that until right now. She's disgusting to me. I don't, it, it's, it, who does that? Apparently you do. And you, you said, look, we agreed to be honest. Yep. And you said, oh, I just did that for amusement. I put myself, my 80-year-old mother, et cetera, et cetera. Well, whatever you want to do, whatever your 80-year-old mother wants to do, but to me, that really jumped out at me because that is an overt effort to undermine this marriage. Did you see it that way? I did see it that way, and when I went on the website myself and looked at it, I was, there was no way I was going to put up a photo because she had asked me, she said, you have to finish this profile, you have to put up a photo. And when I went on the website, I'm seeing people from my church, Why my community. Why did you go on the website? Just to see what she was talking about and what she had, what she had started and to see what she was doing. Wow. Can I defend myself? I don't know. My son actually brought up ChristianMingle.com in that conversation before I even went and did that on the website. Okay, but see, marriage... Well, even if you faith-based faith makes it so much better. Yeah, that's I think what that he, makes it worse. That's, that's what disgusting. He you're, you're representing a Christian woman. Is that what you want society to see as a Christian? I that's want what my you're putting son out there to people? I'm embarrassed to be, to be a happy. Christian if that's a Christian woman. I want my son to be happy. See, let me tell you why I'm thinking about this in this way. How old are you, Mark? 29. See, I, I have a son that's, that's 32 and another one that's 24, and the 32-year-old is married, has two children. So I thought about this last night. What would have to go through my mind to actually call my son and say, I want you to go to this dating website to see what you could have if you got rid of her? And, and how I would respond to her if that came up. And I have to tell you, I couldn't get my brain to go there. I've watched him literally cry. And it was done just, it was just a silly little whim that he mentioned going on a web dating website. It came from him. And so we just... Set up the profile. It took less than two minutes. And then I said, we're not finishing this because they want a picture. It's so just, you're we're trying not, to trivialize not, it now. Yeah, we're, it wasn't a serious thing. Yeah. I'm just, okay. you know. Can I, I ask a question? Yes. When was this? A month, a month ago. Okay, now why ago. does she want to get rid of her so bad? We'll be right back. ever try to come between me and my children, I will expose you for what you really are. And so you did that? I chose to do it, so to get you... my children back. No one's ever hurt me like that. And later... Mark had come home late at night. He was high, and I confronted him. I just snapped and went into full-on attack mode. And I was just punching at him. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... Must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, 
That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. Let's take a look at what Deb thinks about her daughter-in-law. She says that Rita is crazy, violent, trashy, from hillbilly losers, scummy lowlifes, a bad mom, bad housekeeper, lazy, jealous of her relationship with her son, undeserving of her son. I blank hate that bitch. Now, those are all quotes from you about her, which would explain why you would be wanting him to get rid of her. Yes. What do you, what do you think about that resume that she's assigned to you? I just think it shows Deb's true colors. Well, I don't think that, we show your true that colors. That statement has to do Let's anything with me Let's show your true colors, Rita, and then maybe they'll understand my perspective. So tell us about those true colors. Let's get it on the table. Rita is probably the most violent person I've ever met in my life. Her ways to a means is to use physical aggression. She <laughs> has literally hurt my grandchildren. She has caused me some of the most cutting wounds to my heart and said some of the most evil, degrading things to me. I have no enemies in the entire planet. I have a heart as big as, bigger than the Pacific Ocean. Literally, I, but I, now I have an enemy. I have a person who hates, despises me, calls me toxic and poison, and I am none of those things. I, I'm giving, loving. I do ev- I've done so much for this family, and I do it out of love, and she always points it as an ulterior motive to self-satisfy and gratify me, and she betrayed the most huge confidence. She took something that I confided in her at a period in our time, in our lives, when we were close, and tried to destroy me because my son and her where their marriage was disintegrating and she threatened me and she made good on those threats and you just don't do things like that to, to your family. And what did she do? She betrayed a confidence in a courtroom that could have, what she told me was she's going to destroy my marriage, she's gonna air all my dirty laundry, she's gonna go to my church and tell them that I'm a fake, immoral Christian and that I'm, she's going to ruin my business, and she's going to take me down, because if she's going down, I'm going down with her. So we have warfare here. Unnecessary well, warfare. Well, it takes, one log won't burn. I mean, it takes two to fight. Now, what, what happened is Rita played a recording in court that exposed one of her secrets. Now, her husband was in the courtroom, and it almost ended their marriage. We have some of the recorded message. Let's hear it. Um, when I get back to the house, I just had to drop off the machine. And just to let you know, I would never, ever have done this if you wouldn't have threatened my mom with what you threatened her with. You're putting our children through absolute hell, Mark. 
to cover up your mother's infidelity. I or, don't care about my mother's this infidelity. This isn't about you being scared of me or any of that. This is about protecting your mother. You made this choice. You're putting your children through absolute hell to protect your mother. What was your whole point in this and what did you reveal? She, she literally threatened to take my children from me, which she initially exceeded in doing. And I said, if you ever try to come between me and my children, I will expose you for what you really are. I will tell your husband about your affairs. I will tell the church what kind of person that you really are. If you take my children from me, the gloves are off. And so you did that? I was forced into that. Well, you they were forced me, to do it. You made a choice a to do it. So you're an adult. You made a, you made a choice to do it. I chose to do it, so to get you, my children back. You went into court and exposed something that was private to their marriage. Yes. And you were offended by that. No one's ever hurt me like that. No one's ever betrayed me like that. And in defense of protecting the children, she had done something that is traumatizing. I received a phone call about 1.30 in the morning on my cell phone, and my grandchildren were blood-curdling, screaming at the tops of their lungs, Mommy, stop, please, Mommy, stop. And you can hear her beating the living crap out of my son. Uh, coming from a mother, getting a grand, my grandchildren screaming and crying. And when I called the, the detective to talk to him, I said, what is going on? He said, this is the ninth phone call I've had about domestic abuse. And he says, I personally have gone out on four of them. I was not involved in any of their fighting, their, their beating, her beating him up. All I was doing was trying to take my children out of an unhappy, they deserve to be happy, they deserve to be children and not see all this ugliness between these two people. You said my children. My grandchildren, but I, you know, I'm sorry, I'm, they're my grandchildren and they're my life. They're, they're everything I live for because I, I lost a child, okay? And it's destroyed us. All this unraveling has literally taken place since and, Rachel died. And you died. say that she, in fact, implied that you killed that child by being a bad parent. Yes. I never said that. The most cutting, hurtful words, and she tried to retract it, but... What did she say? She said, in so many words, oh, you're just such a good parent. You loved your daughter to death, and as a result, she was killed. Didn't I say that? Your parenting got your daughter killed. She was killed in a car wreck? Yes. I hate to be you on Judgment Day. I'm very sorry for your loss. Stop making remarks like that, Rita. You are, you are here because you started this. Now you're going to end it. You see what I have to deal with? It's, it's not fair to me. I, I would love to have my wife and my mother getting along. These are the two most important women in my life. You know, I love my wife. I love my mom. I know we have had a rough until three years. Until you're looking for love on dating websites. I wasn't looking for love on dating websites. That's, that's not Mark what, never that's got not even on the w dating website. He said, let's, I said, let's shut this down right now. Don't even finish this profile. It's not a good idea. <laughs> that's, you see what I'm You admit that you have physically attacked your husband. Yes. Mark had come home late at night. He was high, and I confronted him and asked him to leave. I was getting ready to walk out. He kind of shoved me to get to the door handle. I just snapped and went into full-on attack mode. And I was just 
punching at him. She began hitting me and throwing things at me. Threw the candle at him, screaming at him, yelling at him, I hate you. Look what you've done to our family. How could you do this to our kids? I was completely detached from any sanity. The children were screaming, Mommy, Daddy, stop. I got a call in the middle of the night, a voicemail. It was my two grandchildren, blood-curdling, screaming, Mommy, stop, please, stop. And you can hear the violence in the background. So you wound up with a restraining order against you. Mm -hmm. And you signed that? I did sign that. And were you afraid for your life, or were you doing this to please your mother? It wasn't necessarily to please my mother. I was <clears throat> definitely wanting to get her to cool down. They're, my children got to witness this. I have to play my part in it. I was addicted to prescription painkillers, and I took my wife to a point in our marriage. I took her to the brink, and I take full responsibility for that. That's my part in it. And I... I sit here today five months clean, and I'm trying to save my marriage, and I want my mother to back me on that. I want to move forward in my church, with my marriage, with my counselor at home. These are things that I'm working on, improving on. I just recently moved churches and am taking steps to back out of my parents' life. We, we run a family business together. I can't just go in every day to work and, and shun my mother. That's not an option for me. So you work for your mother? I work for my mother and my father. We're co-owners in a business, and we, I also started a business that I brought them into. And so it's really intermeshed, and that makes it difficult. Okay, well, here's, here's what I'm curious about. And, and listen, y'all have no idea what I think needs to happen here and what I think the violations on all parts are. And we'll be right back. Deborah will just show up unannounced and just come in the house. You can see her scan the room for things that are untidy or dirty. She'll kind of make a sly joke. Oh, I see that the dog's been spending a lot of time in the window, ha, ha, ha. Cleanliness to me is next to godliness, and she doesn't feel like it's important. Deborah constantly puts me down as a parent. She tries to make me feel like a bad mother. Rita doesn't feel that extracurricular activities are super important. Deborah always looks at it as the kids should be doing something constantly. My little granddaughters told me when we're doing fun things, this is the best day of my life. This is the most fun I've ever had. I was raised, if you're not happy at home, you're not gonna be happy anywhere. My kids should be doing more of these active things. I'm willing to go the extra mile and include her. It's not her place to step in. Rita's threatened to take the girls away from me and not let me see them ever again. When Mark does not do things the way she wants, she will say, go take your family and you guys can find another place to live because that's my house. The girls told me that Nana and Papa are just our landlords and they're gonna kick us out. I would never do that. What is she telling them? Do you think that she is crossing boundaries and getting over-involved in your marriage? There's definite boundaries crossed. She does own the home that we live in, so she voices her opinion quite frequently about that. And you know, not having the, the house in my name really is kind of bad for our marriage, definitely. You know, I earn that mortgage. It's not like she pays the rent freely, like that's not what takes place. But not being in my name, I don't, I don't feel I get that respect. And so maybe the house does get put to the side, but it's a clean home. It, the house has to be clean. Our daughter, daughter has health problems, and that house your has mother to be says, clean. Your mother says it's not clean. There's certain little things she that she does. She doesn't like the windowsill. She, does. she, she comes over and, do you inspect this? How do you? No, it's just, I'm, I like 
things to be nice, and, and I'm always there watching the children because I get invited into their home when she's doing things. I'm, I'm always the first one that wants to be there to help the kids, and I don't see anything wrong with a home that's five years old that's never had a window clean. What's the big deal if I clean the window? What's well, the Rita problem? Rita and Martin say the house is never clean enough for Deb. Take a look at this, and I want you to respond. My mother's a neat freak, so the cleanliness of the home bothers her. She believes, since Rita's a stay-at-home mom, that the house can be in a cleanlier shape. Deborah would just come over unannounced. You can see her scan the room for things that are untidy or messy or dirty. Her favorite thing to criticize is the windows. She'll kind of make a sly joke. Oh, I see that the dogs have been spending a lot of time in the window, ha, ha, ha. Every time I go over there, I find something to clean, and it amazes me that it hasn't been cleaned. If some of the kids have touching the closet doors a lot, she'll say, oh, your closet doors are looking filthy. Another one of her favorites is my pantry. You should put that cereal in a bin. If you organized your cans, you could find things so much easier and have so much more room. Your sink looks like it's hard to clean. Maybe you don't have the right cleaner. The baseboards are so dirty. The deep cleaning, I don't believe is getting done there. Cleanliness to me is next to godliness and she doesn't feel like it's important. She does her best. She could go the extra mile to take care of the home that we provide for them. Well, Deb says for 10 years she's provided a home for her son and daughter to live in. Now, she says she has provided it. You say you earn it, you work for it. She says she's provided it. Now, her daughter-in-law, Rita, says that doesn't give her the right to come over whenever she wants. Take a look at this, and then we'll discuss it. Deborah will just show up unannounced and just come in the house. I don't go over there every day. I may see the girls once a week, maybe twice at the most. Deborah will typically announce what she has planned for the kids. If I could, I still want to take the girls to the carnival tomorrow night. That's fine. That was her pretending to be considerate because you guys were here. I didn't know she was taking them to the carnival. Typically, she would say, Remember, I'm taking the girls to the carnival tomorrow. I would love to be able to come over to their house every day like I used to, unannounced. I don't think anything I've ever done is going to be good enough for Rita. You don't want her coming over unannounced every day. I would like a little bit of notice. I think that's common courtesy. Mm -hmm. And I've been giving that since, since I found out that, you know, uh, we, our family dynamics, we've always been so close that the girls would want me there. I just, I assumed Rita, I assumed I was welcome in their home. And obviously I'm not welcome and she's mincing words and saying that I make statements about it being filthy. Well, I have never flat out said this is filthy. But she, if, if I'm over there and she's fed me dinner, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to help do the dishes. Um, you, you say this about your daughter-in-law and you say, I just assume those words are I not, would be welcome. Those words were minced. I believe that a mother who has the privilege of staying home every day with their children shouldn't just constantly think that it's a sin for me to want to do extracurricular things. But do you think, given what your involvement has been in, call, in referring to her as crazy and violent and trashy and hillbilly and losers, that she should open her home and say, oh, please come be among us. Please come be among us. I mean, she's only, this stuff has only come out since the last couple of months, 
after the, the whole scene in the courtroom in January. Oh, I agree. That, I'm, I agree. That but I was, but what, what I'm saying is I, I'm, I'm wondering how you're missing the part about how that would not make somebody open their home to you every day. Because I got family. I get it. I mean, but my attitude has always been you can call me a bitch, but you're going to do it long distance. <laughs> I, you, know, I, I, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, come on down. You can... You can kind of have it one way or the other, but you can't have it both. And, and if she feels that way, the way about you that we've had up here, why would you want to be around her? Because I actually did not know until recently that she felt so strongly really? about me. Yeah. But, you, but it's in clear relief now. You, you see it now. Yeah, I do. Because when Rita came into our lives and found out we were having a grandbaby, I was so giving and loving to them and moved them immediately into a home that was provided by us. My son hasn't always worked and made those payments during his addictions and his rehabilitation. I've always told her, don't worry about that. Those things are taken care of. I want him to concentrate on getting healthy. But her violent outbursts and her doing that in front of my grandkids, do you know that when they're with me, they cry and they say, Nana, we want to live with you. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, I, you can't live with me. I said, that's not an option. It, you're correct about that. That's not an option, um, you guys. But it, It's not an option because they're not your children. They're and, not and that's my, my children. Problem, uh, about boundaries here. And I'm wondering what you really expect her to say, given some of the choices that you've made. We'll be right back. Deborah doesn't think I'm smart enough for Mark. She doesn't think I'm pretty enough for Mark. She has tried to set my husband up with other women. With Rita, I just really felt like Mark was settling for less. I'm wondering what you really expect her to say, given some of the choices that you've made. Did you make an overt effort for Mark, to reconnect with his high school girlfriend? No. No, absolutely not. There was a text message that was sent a long time ago, and I don't recall this. This is something that my wife talked to me about, that there was an ex-girlfriend in town. You don't recall it? Well, Rita says that your mother crossed the line here and and tries to fix you up on dates. Take a look at what she said, and you can respond to it. Okay. Deborah tells Mark she wants me gone. She wants me out of his life. She doesn't think I'm smart enough for Mark. She doesn't think I'm pretty enough for Mark. Mark's a chick magnet. He's classy. She thinks I could do better than my wife. He has said, I want to be greeted with a smile, dinner on the table. She has tried to set my husband up with other women. Deb loved Mark's ex-girlfriend. The one that was his high school sweetheart, he always said, this is the one for me. This is the one I'm going to marry. Mark told me about getting a message from his mom to have his high school sweetheart and him reconnect that said, I know how to contact her. You should be with her. You need to call her. With Rita, I just really felt like Mark was settling for less. I'm his wife and I'm the mother of his children. For her to try to get him to cheat on me, it disgusts me. Last year, Rita says Mark's mother sent her husband a text asking him to reconnect with an old high school sweetheart. And here's what it said. X's name is in town. I know how to contact her. You should be with her. You need to call her. 
I'm um, completely in the dark about this. I don't. You I don't didn't have, send that text. No, I've never sent it that text. I don't even didn't know that text existed. Did you get that text? <clears throat> I did get a text, but like I said, I don't recall it as well as Rita does. <laughs> let me so, let me just that's say that's going to be seared into a wife's brain. That seriously, I'm I'm serious. That's going to be seared in. What do you want to say about that? But well, before you answer this question, before and then I'll let you say whatever you want to say. Okay. okay? If we're being completely honest. You would like him to hook up with, like, his ex. You, you did say you settled for less. You do want him out of this. I mean, you can quibble about whether the, the text message said what it said, but the truth is all of these things that, that you think she is beneath him, you thought he was going to be with a supermodel, you think he settled for less, he could get a nice Christian girl, he could this, he could that. The truth is you would love nothing better than for her to go away and him to marry somebody befitting of his, of, of his value. That's not true. That's not true. Okay, my daughter was killed in a very tragic car accident almost four years ago. Up until that point, this family, we played together. They were in our home having dinner. I have never ever felt uncomfortable in her home until recently. When she started showing physical violence and really traumatizing those beautiful little innocent children and then making stabs that I'm responsible for killing Rachel, and then betraying a huge confidence to try and be spiteful and vindictive and, and destroy my 32-year relationship with my husband. And the way I look at it, what was meant for evil was turned around for good because my husband and I are still together. And we are all grieving. We are all still trying to heal. And I have never, ever had any person in my entire life treat me with such disrespect and unappreciation and she feels like everything's ulterior. And you know what? If I cut that cord, they don't have a home. He doesn't have health insurance. He doesn't have a cell phone. Thousands of dollars. It's just money. I don't care. I just want my son to be happy and to not call me in the middle of the night and say, I'm miserable, Mom. I'm miserable. My son was there for me when my husband couldn't be, when Rachel passed away. And for someone to tell you during your grief that you caused that death, do you know that I forgive the young man that killed her even more than I forgive her for some of the things she's done? She likes to be aggressive physically. It's not the first time that happened with my son, with her getting physical with him. That is the first time that ever, ever happened. Ask him, have I ever, ever laid a finger on you before that night? She's pushed me. But she's never she physically... She throws things at you. She's thrown things at me, I definitely. Have, when did I throw something at you other than that time? There's been... You threw something at me about three weeks ago. I did. Yeah, I did. What was it? Yeah, he called me a fat ass. So I threw something at him. What would your wife do, Dr. Phil? Well, I, I, don't, I don't want to know what my wife would do if I called her a, a, a fat yeah, ass. But you're smarter than that. My mother called me sobbing and said I just had a run-in with Rita. She said, if my mother ever slaps the child again, that she's given the six-year-old okay to cold cock my mom. Who does something like that to a little old lady? I don't care if somebody's 80 or 18. If they're slapping my child, we got a problem. Your concern.
concerned about his safety? I'm more concerned about what it's doing to the kids. Here's an incident that just took place that just sums it all up, why she wants to use physical violence and why she gets so enraged. My mother, who's 80 years old, supposedly slapped my granddaughter in the face. And my mother called me sobbing and said, I just had a run-in with Rita. And I said, why? Where'd you run into her? And she said, she called me on the phone and she told me that if I ever slap, if my mother ever slaps the child again, that she's given the six-year-old the okay to cold cock my mom, and then you're gonna deal with me. And my mentality's like, who does something like that to a little old lady who has well, done more for those <laughs> kids than anybody I know on the entire planet? Yes. This is the fourth time she's hit my child in the face. And I just found out about that. And I got on the phone and I said, listen, I've talked to you about this before. You know, I said, I am not against spanking my children. You want to swat her on the butt if she needs it? Go ahead. Don't ever hit my child in the face again. And I said, just to let you know, if you ever do, I told her she can hit you right back. And then after that, you're going to deal with me. That's exactly, those were my words. No. I don't agree with that. I'm not talking about what you said. I don't Thank agree you. with my, my daughter, Mariah, having physical confrontation with an 80-year-old woman. I do understand that she, that, that she do, did get slapped in the face. I totally agree with the favoritism no, in the relationship. No, it's a poke in the cheek is no. different from a slap. I don't know exactly what happened. We're, we're getting this from a, a five-year-old. Can you let me speak for a second? I don't, I don't respect the sense of bringing this violence towards my children. This is what I'm trying to stop. I'm trying to stop Thank what you. I believe is a generational curse in my family, the fighting, the constant bickering. You know, I, I'm kind of doing the same things that my parents do in their marriage, you know, the, the fighting and the constant the problems that they've had in their marriage. I see that happening in my marriage, and I want this to stop. I want this to stop. I want to go to, I want, I want it to be over with. Well, look. And, and I have to tell you, I don't care if somebody's 80 or 18. If they're slapping my child, we got a problem. Yeah, I it's have a problem. It's not a slap. That's not okay. I'm just saying if it's it is. It's not a slap. If, if it is, that, that, that's not okay. I and, was there, and it's not okay. That's the kind of stuff that I want to see stop. I want my grandchildren to stop saying, Nana, you're the only one that ever takes us anywhere or does anything. All right. All right. We, we, we've got to take a short break here, and we'll be right back. For one out of every six Americans, hunger is a cruel reality that they face each day. That's why I'm partnering with Feeding America, the nation's leading domestic hunger relief charity. So go to drphil.com to find out how you can make a difference. There are so many things in our life experience that you know, old sayings get to be old sayings because they're profound. And they say all things in moderation uh, a, a mother's love, a father's love, family unity, all of those things are good to a degree. But there's a point at which they become dysfunctional for everybody involved. My family is way dysfunctional. For everybody involved. And for you, you have to look at, at, at where the, the children in your family are. And at some point you've got to ask yourself, what do I need to do differently that would bring about a different outcome 
for all of these children. I want peace. It's not just about what you want. And I think that you need to be willing to make some changes. You have a son here that has made some bad choices in his life, true? Absolutely, yes, we all do. And he's now saying, I really want to make some right choices. And you need to give him room. You need to give him space. And you too can't give her that message and then invite her back in when it's convenient for you and not when it isn't. You, if, if you're going to put up some fence lines, then you need to put up the fence lines and, and respect those. And I tell you, I think it is an inherently bad deal for you to be working for your mother, living in a house owned by your mother, having your mother pay insurance and this and that and the other. And you say, well, I'll earn all of that stuff. Well, then pay it all. You know, you just need to go have yourself a job. I wish it was somewhere besides here. So do I. Because I think it is way over-involved. And we'll be right back. We've got mom barging in, doing the white glove test. We've got Rita tearing up her wedding vows. You don't want to miss any of how this all unfolds. Thanks for being here. So long. (laughs) 